Coming up on today's edition of Women and Money, the shit we don't talk about, our guest is Lisa Kaplan. We are so glad Lisa is with us today. Lisa is a psychologist, certified professional life and executive coach, and a highly experienced corporate speaker. She helps people overcome stress and overwhelm in order to find joy in their personal life and success and meaning in their professional lives. Yeah, today we're going to explore all things money and marriage and partnership and relationship. This should be interesting. (laughs) It will be very interesting. You know, money's a really hot topic when it comes to relationships, and we'll explore with Lisa ways to create healthy financial conversations with any relationship or partnership that we have. This would be great for someone in a committed relationship or those who have been married for a while. Money and marriage, let's do this. Steinem once said, we will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. Let's get started because this podcast is the shit we don't talk about. Today, we are going to talk about it, women and money and relationships. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. I can't wait for our audience to meet you and to share your insights and expertise, both from a coaching perspective, an expert coaching perspective, and a psychological perspective or expertise in that area. Um, So could you start by, you know, kind of introducing yourself, who you are and what you do? I'm happy to. I'm Lisa Kaplan. Let's see, here's a short story. I have a master's and a doctorate in psychology. And actually one aspect of my doctoral degree is my minor was in family systems, which plays a big role in the money discussions, which we'll talk about later. I'm also a life and executive coach. I help people get really clear about what they want out of life and then figure out how to go ahead and get that. That's the short answer. Awesome. Well, those are some great credentials to have. Um, Lisa is also one of our Purse Strings approved professionals, and this means she's a professional who's part of our Purse Strings network. Lisa is an expert business coach, and she uh, even loves to teach uh, and coach other coaches. That's right. Yeah, she's a, a teacher of coaches. What do you call that? We call it, um, I'm a lead trainer for iPad coaching. Got it. So that's, yeah, it's so fun. It's really fun. Meet amazing people. Yeah. Well, it's right in your sweet spot, right in your wheelhouse. That's for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So with that, Lisa, let's talk about all that you've learned and you've heard and you've seen and experienced as you've worked through this whole world of coaching and of psychology, um, about partnerships slash marriage and money. So why don't you just, it's a lot, right? But let's just kick it off and say, like, what are the biggest things that you see going on in this area? Probably the biggest. And I mean, money is such a hot issue. And really think about it. We've all been given money messages since we were literally babies, right? Mm-hmm. And so I come with my money, you know, messages and my partner comes with his or her money messages. And often they don't actually, get, the messages don't get along as well as the people get along. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's there's so much to it, right? And there's a lot of emotional baggage that goes with money, expectations. I mean, the list is endless and it's no surprise that that's one of the top reasons finances that couples fight. It's one of the yeah. top reasons they fight. 
And not only do I wholeheartedly agree with what you said about why they fight, but as you probably have seen, most couples plan more time on the wedding and the honeymoon than they do about planning for the relationships or even having money conversations. Do you see that? Oh my gosh, I I lived it. <laughs> my husband and I, I don't know that we ever talked about money till after we got married. And then it was in, and he was still in school. I see it all the time. I think we're so afraid to talk about it and we don't know how to approach it. They were like, you know what, let's just put our head in the sand and focus on this beautiful wedding day. And then it, which is much easier than actually having these really hard conversations where there's a lot of emotion tied to and and our family histories and culture and all those things play a role in the in the money discussion. Yeah, it's we just talked about money mindset um, on a previous podcast. And it's about, like you were saying, you know, how does our money consciousness get developed? And all the taboo that goes around money, especially with women, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we Huge. would say, yeah, women don't want to talk about it. Or, you know, if they brought up, if they saw in their own family, money discussions led to arguments or fighting, who wants to go down that road? Exactly. Exactly. And I think very few women were given the message, and hopefully we're giving our daughters these messages, the message to be confident and assertive about not just money, but having conversations about money. I mean, I certainly wasn't raised that way. My mom was more in a passive position around money. My parents would fight about money where my dad would say, you you spent too much and then my mom would, you know, and I, I know I'm not alone in that. That's the messaging we saw with couples and families and money. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of kind of the time, kind of the era, but we're definitely changing that and, um, you know, making some of these new rules, um, you know, of how things are done. You know, at, at, at Purse Strings, we say that women hold the purse strings. Um, we're 51% of the population, but we make most of the financial decisions in the household and are set to come into the largest transfer of wealth in history. Um, and that's part of the, you know, the baby boomers kind of passing their money down. What is kind of your perception of women? And I mean, I guess it's preparedness. How can we prepare women to take on this onslaught of um, responsibility that will be coming their way? So that I think that's the the multi-million dollar literally question, you know, to Maggie's point is this this huge transfer of money essentially. Um, and if we're not talking to our mothers, our daughters, you know, even relatives who might be passing money to us about what does that look like? Who's responsible for it? How will that money be coming? Um, what's the expectations around it? It's always going to go back to a conversation. And that's the hardest part is having the conversation. The rest of it is actually not that challenging once you've said, okay, this is what it looks like. The rest, you just do it. Yeah. And we also at Purse Strings talk about money as a tool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, try to not have so much emotion attached to it, but there is so much emotion attached to it, but really as a tool to help you navigate your life. It is. And there's so much emotion because again, of of our histories and all we've seen around money and the, the emotion money's good, money's bad versus money is a tool. How do we want to use the tool? But if we haven't gotten to the point where we believe it's a tool, then we see it as like problems or, you know, stressors. Right. I mean, that makes it, that makes a ton of sense. And so, I mean, we've realized that all these kind of things need to start with the conversation. How do we start with that conversation? It's scary. I mean, like you, like you just said, it's the hardest part. 
really um, before the actual conversation is some awareness checking, really asking ourselves, what's my money story? Where did I get it? How true is it? Why am I afraid of this conversation? What do I think might happen? And what do I, how do I want this conversation to go? What do I want to be the outcome of this conversation? And so really some prep work. And then approach the conversation as a place of curiosity, right? Versus we have to do money my way. With a partner, it's just not, it can't be that way. <laughs> like, sorry, then maybe go without a partner. It's got to be like, what's important to you? What's important to me? How can we work together with, with what's important to each of us? Because we all see money a little bit differently and how we want to use the money. Yeah. I love that idea of approaching it out of curiosity and mm -hmm. not out of judgment or scorn or um, blame. Yes. Um, that's so super important because the minute you go down those roads, all bets are off. So, You're going to fight. You're, it's, it's automatic. Yeah. And maybe even having a discussion about this is my money story. What's your money story? I mean, I know it's different for myself and my own husband. They're very different stories. Exactly. Um, and understanding that and acknowledging that and respecting that and then coming together with that information helps you to see kind of both sides of the conversation. Well, and you, if you're asking the other person's money story with like love and curiosity, then you'll have compassion for why they might say, no, it's not okay to spend $5 on a latte, right? Where maybe you want to spend $5 on the latte. Like, oh, that's his money story. It makes sense that he doesn't want to. It doesn't mean you don't do that, but it means there's more understanding and more ability to have a further conversations about it. Yeah. Uh, one question, and it's an interesting topic, I think. I have asked people to say, and I'd say, in your relationship, what's the dollar amount you would feel comfortable spending without even bringing it up to your partner? It's interesting because some people go, oh, gosh, well, I don't know, $500, I guess if I were out and I wanted to buy something it was $500. And some people would say like, I don't know, $1,000. Some people would say, oh, I wouldn't spend 50 bucks. It's just so interesting. It's Not different. judgmental, just kind of what, what's the perspective around that? It, that's just, well, and that, that really should be a conversation is what is that number for each of us? My husband and I, we're kind of different because we each have our own business. And so we will spend money on our businesses that we actually, maybe we should have the discussion, like he's buying orthodontic equipment for, you know, $10,000 or whatever. Um, I typically, he doesn't have to check in with me on that because it's for his business. Right. But I do think like personal decisions, um, talk together about what feels reasonable and what doesn't like if, if we, my husband and I had that conversation and he'd say $50, I'd say, no, I'm not checking in with you on $50. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> not. No. Um, but if he said, you know, like the price of a car, I'd go, yeah, I agree. Let's have that conversation. Or, you know, I think you can have the conversation, but also there's always should be the ability to have right of refusal. Like, no, of course, not acceptable right. to me. Right. Because then we'd be that's that's almost annoying. Like that's controlling and micromanaging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just think it's an interesting perspective question. Yes, it is you know, around one. perspective. Yeah. But, you know, you bring up another good point about the whole controlling factor around money, especially for those stay at home moms who feel like I don't contribute because I'm not earning the dollar. Yep. However, there's a lot of other contributions she or he is making to the family um, that might not be turned around into a paycheck. 
but it's in terms of uh, work effort and family love and care and tenderness and all that goes with all right. that goes with being, you know, the chief operating officer of a household. So right, it's priceless. Priceless. Yes. Yeah. So I I always recommend to no men have asked me this question, but to women is if if you're going to take on that role, have your a credit card in your name, have a bank account in your name, have money in your name. And the minute you feel like you're someone is trying to control you around that, that's the time for a very big conversation because you are truly an equal in the home, whether you're bringing in money or not, you are an equal in the home. Exactly. Yeah. And we just were talking about spousal IRA, which is another great investment for stay-at-home moms in the event um, they're leaving behind benefits. It's another way for them to plan for their own retirement. So um, yeah. So I guess I would say, Lisa, if you were talking to, let's just say either a young couple or a couple that comes to you that says we're really struggling with the whole marriage conversation, what are some tips that you would give them to consider? I think I would say, let's have you each share your money story. Like what did, what did you learn about money when, you know, how is that showing up for you now? What do you want our money story to look like or your money story to look like as a couple? Mm. And then each of them say that it might be much more similar than they realize. It might be like miles apart and that's okay. That's where the conversation is. And, you know, also to not, there tends to be this messaging that it needs to be a certain way. Like you have to combine your money, you, but it's not true. You, if you each want to keep a separate, your separate accounts and, you know, divide up the mortgage or the rent or whatever, then fine. If you've discussed it and agreed to it. So I think that's, that's it. Like, what is this conversation going to look like? How frequently are we going to check back on this conversation? Because life changes. Excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. Check in. All of this check in. Right. It, I, and I think especially if someone's going to stay home for a while with the kids or work a little less, what does that mean ultimately to, you know, the, your ongoing money story? Got it. Yeah. One of our next questions is, you know, what advice would you give to women or, you know, people who might be thinking about getting married um, and, you know, they're negotiating for a raise or position. How do you kind of get that money confidence or I guess even that money confidence for these conversations? One of the things that I talk to women about if they're going to go ask for a raise, um, which hello, it's time. Let's do that. (laughs) Um, Right. Um, You're not going to get that raise or promotion if you don't ask for it. Make a list of everything you've contributed, everything, make a list. And then Um, When you go in to ask for that raise, you say, here's what I brought to this organization here, you know, and bottom line, we've increased the revenue, we've decreased costs, whatever it is. And therefore, this is the amount of money that I would like for my raise. I say, say it, not ask it. I love that. Authority. Yep. And so um, when you get that raise, which is awesome, and you deserve it, Mm -hmm. now you're making more than your spouse. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hear people all the time who won't ask for a raise because it's what taboo to make more than their spouse. Uncle- <laughs> unclear, really. But how do you, how do we break this down? How do we make this not, yeah. not a thing? Well, let me um, just throw one tiny piece of judgment out and then I'll change from there. Divorce that schmuck. But besides that, okay, that, <laughs> let me like, right? <laughs> let me, besides that, that's part of the money conversation. What's going to, what happens if, how will we feel if I make more money than you do? Um, why? Where did, that's definitely an old money story. Yeah. Um, what do we want to do with that? You know, I think too, our, 
let's just say men, and we know there's other different kinds of relationships, but men also have a money story of being the provider. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of men still have that story, even some of the younger men. And so all of a sudden, if I'm supposed to be the provider and you're making more money than me, then what exactly is my role here? Which mm. is understandable, problematic, but understandable. Mm. You know, so let's let's talk about what this looks like. Ultimately, what I see for, with women who start to make more money than their husbands or their partners is down the road, the men are like, this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's keep this up. Um, But at first it's a little scary. So having that back to the conversation. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we all have our scars and, you know, want to feel important and feel valued in the relationship. And that's what you thought you were going to bring. I mean, it does seem like it's just not what you were expecting, which is understandable. And everybody has to process that as well. Totally, totally. Right. If you're messaging, you know, my husband would tell you his messages since he was a child was be a good provider, be a good provider, make good money, you know, be Mm. a good provider. And if that went away or, or it was less than what he thought, yeah, that'd be a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's such an interesting discussion because it can go a thousand different ways because everybody comes to relationships from so many different cultures, backgrounds, expectations, self-worth, self confidence and um it gets scrambled so um Mm -hmm. i think like what you're saying is just first of all having the conversation and not once but many many times Mm -hmm. you know one phrase that i did hear from brene brown and i've used this a lot with my husband is um when something happens i say you know i'm making up in my head that this is the story yeah you know like i'm making up in my head that you're upset because we spent this much money on whatever. That's right. what I think, right? And he'll right. be like, I didn't even think twice about it. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> right, about. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. And so and you just made up that story, right? It was like, I really just needed a 20 minute nap and I yeah. Right. Yeah. So um I think, you know, as much as these money stories can be really scary, we might be making a lot of things up that we just need to kind of clear the air and continue having these conversations. I know we're making a lot of it up because often, you know, when you go back and say, well, I know you were mad because this happened and then your partner's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. You know, but like Maggie said, I was just hungry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it has nothing. So it, it's such a huge piece if, if you do have these conversations, but they're, they're also challenging to have, right. Yeah. You have feelings and all the, all that stuff goes with it. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, part of being in partnership or relationship money is a big piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like communication, just about ways of living together and, you know, you know, living life together. This is a big conversation. So I'm just so glad we're having this conversation today. No real hardcore answers, uh, Mm -hmm. because we have to understand that we all have to kind of define it for ourselves. Right. um, And really just continue to talk about it. Definitely talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. And you know, it's it's for young people getting married or moving together, whatever that is. We we tend to think that, oh, we don't need to have that conversation yet, but that's when you want to have it before you actually get married or move in together. That's that's the time to have the conversation. Yes. Earlier and often. Earlier and often. Yeah. By the way, I'm saying that and I did none of that, just so we're all clear. (laughs) Well, we all learn, right? Hindsight is 2020. We're sharing a lot of great wisdom uh, with all the others out there that are um, learning from us. So, um, exactly. I think it's great to know that, you know, 
yes, it's hard for everyone. Um, so let's just get that out of the air. And there are professionals who can help you with that. Mm -hmm. If you're open to the conversation with just you and your spouse, that's fine. But it's not weird or odd to go to a professional to talk about these stories because, you know, it's a long, deep, scarring thing. Um, you know, who knows what your childhood was like when you learned all this information. So there are professionals who to help you with that, support you with that. And like, well, Lisa, your whole job is what? To get people the most money and the best confidence? <laughs> right, exactly. Go to Lisa. Go to Lisa. Like she's in your court. Right, right, right. I think though, too, this is another, yes, for sure. If you've got some kind of old money stories that you want to work out with a therapist or a coach, by all means, that makes sense. But also as a couple, we did not do this. And this is one thing I really wish we had is to, to sit down with a financial planner before we were making any money because yeah. we didn't make any money at the beginning. My daughter just got it. You know, she got her first real job. I connected her to a great financial planner. She's already having these conversations. She's already thinking about it. I mean, she's, she's literally 20 years ahead of where I was. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's exactly where we want all women to be ahead of the game, not behind the eight ball. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I think it's never too late to do that, but the earlier you do that, that person also can help you a little bit with your money language. Um, exactly. You know, we've both agreed we're going to put this much money away. We both agreed, you know, we'll spend this on vacations or whatever it is, but you've talked about it. Yeah. You have a plan um, in place and um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, merging two households together, or two yeah. people together. You never know what they're going to come with because they could come with the debt as well, which would create a lot of unrest. So it's just about mm-hmm. kind of, you know, exposing your wares and really having that conversation so that you're both on the same page about how to manage it because life is stressful. You don't want (laughs) to make it more stressful by, you know, not having these conversations. Right, right. And if you're both on the same page, then it's, you know, even if you're in debt or, you know, times are hard, if you're both on the same page, you're working together to move it forward, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I think that would bring a lot more confidence to the relationship that you guys have the same goals, you're all on the same track, and you agree with them rather than being afraid and learning that later. Um, Finances are emotional. So you know, you want to make sure you're really together with that person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have to be bringing in those um, Gucci bags and Nordstrom bags from the trunk of the car in the middle of the night. So no, one can see what you spend. <laughs> you definitely don't want to be doing that. That sounds pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, all right. So Lisa, is there anything that we missed today that you'd like to share before we close? I don't know that we missed it, but just to reiterate the challenging conversations in relationships, this is at the very top. Yes. You know, this in sex, like top. Yeah. You know? Um, so if at all possible, don't avoid this. It's gonna be worth it. Even if it's painful, it'll be worth it. Yeah, get it out of the way. Work with uh the right coaches or therapists, or even we have financial coaches at Purse Strings as well to help you work right. through your financial concerns. Um, get the help early and make a plan so that together you can plan for a really great financial future. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on today. Um, What's the best way for our listeners to reach out to you and get connected? 
Probably the best way is my website is Lisa Kaplan, K-A-P-L-I-N.com. You can thank my husband for that spelling. Um, or <laughs> Lisa at LisaKaplan.com is my email. Awesome. Awesome. She's also a Purse Strings approved professional. So you could also check her out on our site, PurseStrings.co. Just search Lisa in the little box and you'll find her as well. Um, so thank you, Lisa. I'm so glad we got to talk about this shit today. And I can't wait until we, um, you know, meet again and bring some more topics out. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, everyone. Be financially fearless. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.